there is a level of spiritual enlightenment that I believe myself to have and it's not this is one of those things where there's no objective truth right so there's no objectively measurable scale of enlightenment until and unless you've got the Buddhists who talk about nirvana the attainment thereof and the full alleviation of of self uh, liberation of uh, the soul from this worldly plane of existence the the samsara transcending to nirvana short of that moment it's all a spectrum that goes in every direction every which way how measurable is the single dot how you know there, there's a question how big is the dot the line the indicator of the self that indicates the level of spiritual enlightenment right if the spectrum is infinite the dot itself can be infinitely large or infinitely small etc in my travels in my adventures in my experiences I keep bumping into people who I recognize them to have a similar level of sorts of spiritual enlightenment to where I see myself as being. We operate by necessity in this world. We are dependent also on this world. And this world is the physical material plane of existence. We rely on it. We cannot... I, I choose not to pretend that I don't need this world. I need this world. I need the car that I'm driving right now. I need the people around me who help inform my decisions. I need the money that I get from the job that I need. And the job that I need doesn't just fulfill me financially, also fulfills me in terms of purpose. And suddenly my purpose is grounded in this physical plane of existence. It's not about the attenuation of uh, a spiritual hereafter. It's actually about perpetuating more in this life. I'm actually bringing about more of life on this plane of existence, which from a deeply spiritual perspective, flies counter to the decision or the goal or the drive to attain nirvana. So that's where I'm at and I meet people who, for better or worse, seem to be in a similar standing. They, they talk about similar terms. They can talk about spiritual enlightenment. They can talk about ascendancy, transcendence. Um, they will have all of those words that we have become initiated in through one form or another. They might meditate. They might have done a fuck ton of drugs and then seen through the other side, they believe. But where I feel that they and I are of a similar level is a point at which we begin to seem to butt heads. And so these... And I think the reason for that is I feel in... I feel incredibly and like in a heightened state aware of the fact that I am not enlightened. Like I am a fat, failed Muslim Pakistani guy living in Australia who eats meat and does a bunch, bunch of impulsive shit, can't sit with his own thoughts for longer than an hour. Like, you know, I, I have a lot of flaws in my spiritual health and I know that. So I'm always ready to turn on a fucking dime and be like, cool, what is the spiritual way? But I feel like we butt heads because I will joke, essentially I will play into the joke of my being 
and try to get that person to join in with me. I'm like, yeah, but how bullshit is this really? And they'll get really triggered. I actually really enjoy triggering people. But they get really triggered because suddenly in comes this person who agrees with them that this version of reality and the version of reality about spiritual enlightenment, the spiritual realm, that that is real and should be nurtured and should be championed and, and celebrated. Awesome. Yes. I met this guy in MASH and, you know, he's all about it. And then I tell them how fucking loony it is in one way or another. And suddenly they're very cheesed off. Suddenly it's very annoying to them that I should make light of what they themselves call the cosmic joke. Is that not super funny? So I keep butting heads with these people and I know that they are different. And then I know that for them, it's an ego game versus for those for whom it is lived experience. Peace is within them because they don't respond with that kind of anger. They don't have a defense mechanism that leaps to protect their belief that they are in some way enlightened. That is the distinction. So for example, to have a conversation with someone who couldn't care less that I'm talking to them about my spirit, my soul, the notion of salvation for all of humanity, they couldn't care less. And they seem to simply know that in this moment, they just want to offer these words. They'll say this thing or that thing. And they'll just say it. And then move on with their day. And it's generally old people. Young people are the fucking trigger maniacs. I have yet to meet a wise, my age, young person who doesn't get triggered. I also get triggered. I get triggered by idiocy. And to me, what I'm describing is, in a great way, I think, idiocy. But I also, I know I'm not without my triggers. But what bugs me is I'm happy to accept that I have no wisdom except that which can come in a given moment. And some people walk around with it like they were gifted it and I need to suck their dick about it. And the moment I make light of it, they lose their shit. And immediately all of their wisdom falls to pieces, which is the trippiest part. That's not a wisdom then, that's, that's a shield. So, who are some examples? All right, so this kind of re-entered my mind again, obviously with Amy. She has this whole thing about truth, what is true, what isn't true, and all that jazz. Uh, another example is Andy, with this whole thing about the stolen country club and blah, blah, blah. And for him to open with... I believe in spreading positive messages and positive love. And then for me to mention positive and negative again back, because I'm using his language, that's what I do. And him to go, well, what did these words mean? Positive, negative. I'm like, motherfucker, you, you set the terms. You said, like, I don't know how you get to turn around and ask me the validity of the terms that you put into the conversation. And he was obviously very distraught and upset because he would rather have a t-shirt that says love everyone and black lives matter hashtag because that's how he likes to talk um, and other people whatever I don't give a shit in amongst this I'm also aware that this this to me isn't a form of therapy this is actually me 
organizing the thoughts and the ideas that I walk away with from encounters that I have as I'm processing. And right now, okay, the therapy is right now I'm going through some shit. We're like, fuck, you know what, man? Doesn't feel like my stock is very high right now. Doesn't feel like I've got a lot of people in my corner. Doesn't feel like I've got a lot of people who really want me to win. I'm back in that place. And it just it just kind of fucking sucks. And the evidence is very limited, you know? It's it's quick short stabs of like, oh yeah, shit, the sixpence effect. Okay, actually, this is really good. This is me catching myself in the act and being like, Oh, yes, yeah, sweet. August 21, I'm going to put on this gig. Uh, not, not a gig, I'm going to have this party. It's going to be fucking great. Archery, all that jazz. Start telling some people. And then, uh, and it was great. Georgia was the first one. She was like, oh, that, I think that's a six-pence effect gig. I was like, oh, yeah, right, true. When I had a look, yeah, of course, that's the date. Yeah, cool. And yet, somewhere in my brain, it actually feels to me like that's me being hard done by because why did they pick that date? Ages ago. The date was locked in a while back, you know? That that didn't that didn't happen overnight. That didn't happen after I started organizing my shit. That happened well before. And I didn't have the foresight. One, I wasn't on top of my shit anyway, which I should have been on top of all of the shit, but I wasn't on top of the shit to have known that in the first place. But two, didn't go looking to maybe see if maybe there was that shit. Small thing, need to fix up the calendar so I can actually see the Vibe Union calendar on my normal calendar day to day. I don't know why the fuck it doesn't come up, but it just doesn't come up and it's fucking annoying. But two, how twisted is that game I'm playing then to feel like people don't back me, people aren't in my corner. So so Georgia hitting me back with like, uh, oh, but that's the night of such and such, just FYI, I was like, and like somewhat at Georgia as well but like okay cool yeah DJ um it like you know she opened with I'm working till six um but I'll you know I'll, I'll be there like that kind of thing and it's just like lead with it's even that it's that you choose to lead with the reason that you have to qualify your love, your support, your attendance. Like, ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. Here's, here's my thing. I know you've just said your thing, but here's my thing about it. That just... I think when I'm in this state, which is somewhat fragile, that shit really rubs me the wrong way. I'm asking you about something. Don't make the first thing you say out of your mouth be about you. Right? It, it's not nice. It's not nice. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I asked you... If you can do this thing for me. First say yes or no. Then then qualify that shit. But give me the yes or no. Right? Just tell me enthusiastically. Yes, you're fucking about it. Now let's engage. Now let's negotiate. That's what I need. I need that first fucking step forward. If you take a step back, then I don't give a shit. Then it's not yes anymore. Then it's no but. And I don't fucking like no but. Some bullshit. Yeah, there we go. There's some fucking emotion <sighs> I don't like no but it's dumb and 
I like yes, but. Yes, but is cool. But don't make it, but yes. Don't don't make it, fuck, it's not even that. It's, yeah, it's but yes. It's like, you're already giving me a disqualifier and then turning around and being like, ah, oh, but, but yeah, I'll come. Maybe I'd do that. I think maybe I'd do that to some people. I, I think I can see that. But at the same time, I don't like it done to me. That's really clear. Um, but yeah, but then like, you know, teeing up this co-working bee thing tomorrow at the crux and Rye being quick to be like, ah, oh, you know, I'll probably be doing some shit. Uh, so I'll, I'll try and pop by. I'll be, you know, having my go-getter morning or whatever the fuck he said. Um, but, you know, again, I understand it, but it's further evidence given recent events that my stock is dropping and I don't like it. I don't like that feeling because I've done a fucking lot, man. And I'm still doing a fucking lot. And this is a thing we all said we did. So I'm a little bit annoyed. Anyway, whatever. Catch up with me, we'll work, we'll do some cool shit. Just need to be brought down a peg. That's okay. These things are handy. Uh, Alright. What else? Alright, what are some what are some positive examples? Uh shaking in a way. Uh, it'll always that'll always be a really important experience. Watch for peds. What? There's pedophiles in the area. Uh, am I? I think I'm supposed to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's sneak it. Let's fucking let's fucking go, man. Yeah, let's go. Oh, it's a Commodore. That could have been a police car, mate. Uh, cool. Shaking into it. That was that was really powerful for me. You know, there I am talking to him and saying like, dude, when I did all this shit, da da da, went away from God, but. You know, do you, but I feel, you know, what is that closeness? And he's like, how can you go away from God? Where, where did you go that God isn't? You know, that that closeness wasn't accessible to you. And I realized, like, that's, that's the truth. That is actually what I felt. Was that that recognition that no matter where I was going, what I was doing, in the moments I allowed myself to be receptive to the presence of God, God was right there. Right there. He wasn't knocking down doors to come finding, find me. He was just there. That's actually a pretty nice feeling. But yeah, so Shek Ninui, great dude. Uh, who else did I get a lot of spiritual power from? <sighs> got a lot of time for... Um, Old mate, that old monk in Bangkok, which is a great story. I mean, whoever you are listening to this, I don't know, find me, ask me about the story. I'll probably mention it another time. Maybe I'll even just make it the next thing that I do. Um, but yeah, the monk in the airport, he just, he knew what he was about, you know. I asked him if I could sit next to him, if I could talk with him gestured to the seat to suggest that yes you may sit here then I realized he might have only got the idea that I just want to sit there and I was like no no I'd, I'd like to talk with you if that's okay talk English and uh, he just kind of shook his head very peacefully and, um, and that was that you know and yet I don't know why 
Oh, it was probably the fucking monk robes. I'm a sucker for authority. But in that moment, I just went, yeah, cool. Now this guy knows what he's about. I've got a lot of love and respect for him. Power to him. It's not his job to give me peace and solace. And uh, he knows that, and I should know that now too. Who else is like that? Nana Haji. I miss him. I really miss him. He and Baba were... Yeah, straight up men. You know, far as I could tell, just powerful, powerful humans with a lot of peace in their hearts. Nana Haji. That, like, my memories of time with him are made up of walking around a small yard and looking at a tree or going for a wander. And that, as a kid, I enjoyed that more than all the, like, games and playing cricket and any amount of other shit that we did in Pakistan. That, like, yeah, just seeing this old dude kind of hunched in a singlet and a... What can only be described as, like, a purple-brown shalwar. Um... With his hands clasped behind his, you know, uh, his left hand gripping his right wrist. His right hand kind of balled up a little bit. And, uh, yeah, that, that guy was a role model for me at age seven, eight, nine. I loved him, man. I loved him. A lot of peace. Whoa. Wait, what? Oh, okay. Alright. Alright! So, what? So, Adam has moved in down the road from Kindred Studios. Nice. Nice, my guy. You have done well. So, anyway, the short of it, um, I butt heads with so-called spiritually enlightened people who have hit a point and seem to believe that that is their threshold. So much so that they're triggered by what even by their own telling is a less evolved, less enlightened point of view or perspective or idea. Three ways of saying the same thing. So to them, I come off as a threat. And I think I do that on purpose. I trigger people like that to be like, do you really believe in what you believe in? Or is it just some dumb shit you've decided to come up with? That you're now... And I think what bugs me is that they're inflicting it on the world. If you're peacefully praying in a corner, I'm never going to give you shit about it. If you're nursing a wound or whatever the fuck, I got no problem with it. If you start making it like everyone else's problem, then it's like, cool man, read the fucking room. And I'm in the room. And then I will you and then I will test you on it because you are coming up with this shit you're bringing it if not for you this would not be the vibe and I'm checking you to check the vibe is this really what we're okay with letting fly and I actually really love Connor and David for saying that to me that like 
you say to people what no one else really steps up to say and you you get real with people they said I get real with people and I actually really fucking appreciate that they see that because I do and I'm glad that they see that I'm glad that they see value in that as well um, and in that moment as well for me to recognize especially to the both of them but like I'm not always correct I don't I don't believe myself to always be correct overall I don't think I'm always right in those moments I will until and unless prove me wrong tell me what it is that I shouldn't be doing I shouldn't be saying about this thing and if you can't give me that if that's if that's too hard for you to offer to me then yeah don't even fucking sweat it dog we don't need to engage we don't need to be anything to each other anyway it's time it's been it's been a wild ride it's been cool Whoa, that was cheeky. Hey, shiny pants. I'm just saying random shit. All right, cool. Good times. Catch you on the flip side. I don't know if there was a format ever to any of this, but whatever the format thing is that is meant to go here, I hope it goes here. Uh, respect and love to the indigenous elders, the Wurundjeri people, and the Kulin Nation. Uh, shouts out the Boomerang people also have claim to this area and uh, I know that and I can walk more lightly upon this earth and engage with my environment more healthily peace out and hey I love you I love all of you